This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spans. We've got a fantastic episode planned for today. We're having our first ever guest on the podcast, my very close friend, Colton Jacob Bison, who is somewhat of an NBA and UFC fanatic, some would say. So we will be talking about that a little bit down the road. But before we get into the show, I just want to give a few quick shout outs. Make sure you guys check out our brand new Twitch and YouTube channel. If you're watching us live, you can already see our Twitch channel. We're, this is our brand new format. We're going to be doing all of our episodes like this. Uh, and hopefully with YouTube, we can be posting clips and uploading things to TikTok, which is at GTD underscore sports. Same thing as our Twitter handle, at GTD underscore sports. You can see me and Elijah have our Twitter handles up here. I am at Ryan Bunnell 8 and Elijah is at Elijah Spans. If you want to follow along with all of our sports betting picks, you can follow us on the Action Network app. You can search us there by full name. That way you can keep up with how we're doing. Even though Elijah and I are both kind of retired right now, taking I'm a little break. I'm very retired right now. Yeah, it's been a little rough patch, but we'll get back into it eventually. So March Madness is still going on. We're making a few picks in that in that realm. But And last but not least, make sure you guys subscribe to the GTD Sports newsletter. There you can find it at gtdsports.com, as you see on the screen. And that'll do it. Let's get right into the episode. Before we dive into the NBA trade deadline and everything, all this craziness, we're going to go ahead and talk about March Madness a little bit. This past week, we had the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8, and goddamn, it was madness. It lived up to the name. We have an 11 seed in the Final Four. We had four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. It's been one hell of a year. I don't understand what's happening. What do you think, Elijah? So I think for all like the craziness that went down for the the all the highest aggregate seeding in the Sweet 16 ever, um, this is a pretty run of the mill Final Four except for UCLA. Like it's two ones yeah. and a two, and then it's I, an you oddball know, out. Yeah, it's just the one oddball out, and I mean, usually there's always going to be the straggler. So like, really for all that craziness, the Final Four ends up being pretty close to par. So yeah. I think that's one of the things that I've kind of really noticing is just like wow okay yeah i'm salty seeing ucla in the final four because if uh if you remember back in our prediction i had michigan state going to the sweet 16 but they couldn't even make it out of the first four but ucla is they dominated like they, they dominated in overtime against alabama that one really killed me because bama was my championship pick so that's a big bummer uh they yeah, what are you last in the bracket I am last in, in You're last in that. It's okay though, because I'm second last. Yeah. We have a if you guys aren't a part of our bracket challenge, we have a GTD sports challenge where the winner of the contest is going to be a guest on our podcast once March Madness is finally over. But things didn't go too hot for Elijah and I. Uh, we are currently last place in that group. And way but, too many hot takes. Yeah, way we thought we were way, way too, too many smart. hot takes. We thought we were smart, but no, Mar- that's what March Madness does though. It always gets you down. But UCLA is getting carried right now. Johnny Juzang is a fucking animal, bro. Earlier, whenever they were playing, um, shit, I'm blanking. Who'd they play? Bama. He had 14 of 16 points early on in the game. 
like Damn, that really? he's yeah dude he is their entire offense right now and i'm not gonna be eh, never mind i was gonna say i'm not gonna be surprised if they give gonzaga a run for their money but now that i think about it dude gonzaga's yeah. too fucking good they've been winning double digits every single game like yeah they're they're probably i mean like they're the best bet for the championship they're they're gonna make it to the championship game like gonzaga that's, yeah that's my prediction it's a lot i haven't I haven't had to get a chance to watch too many of these games because every both the past weekends I've just had shit going on. Like the weekend before that, my buddy from the army came into town, and then this weekend was mom's weekend, so I was doing stuff with my mom, my grandma all weekend. So like, I haven't had a lot, too much of a chance to watch these games either. So I also I don't have the best idea right now. But like, when you win twenty nine, when you're thirty and zero, and twenty nine of those games are by double digit points, I think you're gonna be pretty fucking good. Yeah, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, and their their star player Timmy right now, man, he is going off. It's the mustache, bro. Have you seen it? The mustache yeah. is doing wonders oh, for yeah. him. I don't know where Gonzaga finds these players, but it seems like they always have some big burly white dude that can just post everybody up. Like, I don't get it, but it works for him. Otherwise, yeah. uh, in the Sweet Sixteen, I was, or I guess there was this was the Elite Eight, uh, or no, this was a Sweet Sixteen. Loyola yeah. fell to Oregon State, and I was pretty shocked to see that because, I mean, it was an eight, eight seed against a 12 seed, but I thought Sister Jean's voodoo would continue. I know. I really wanted to watch that game, but, like, again, I said, like, I had so much going on this past weekend, I couldn't. Um, but, like, Oregon State, wow. I guess they, they kept that miracle run going because they were very mediocre and they only got to be here because they got hot in the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, really and hot then, in the Pac-12 tournament. And then it just continued. So that's pretty cool. And then they – like I, I guess, I guess Sister Jean's next prayer is, you know, finally just put God in a little cat nap or something. I don't know. Her <laughs> last one was so boring. I think she managed to top it with an even more boring prayer. We'll see hey, when it gets leaked. I but, mean, uh, her first prayer, her original prayer, got him past one seed Illinois. So, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is that the the magic ran out because God yeah. was like, all right, Sister Jean, like that one was so fucking boring. I'll give you one free pass to beat Bro, the she's one. She's gotten seed. a lot of passes, man. She's 101 years old. No shit, right? <laughs> God's giving some handouts. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, Oral Roberts, let's talk about that. That was a hell of a story, this tournament, the 15 seed to the Sweet 16, the second one ever in existence other than, I believe it was, yeah, Florida Gulf Coastal in 2013. But goddamn, I really should've thought Oral, yeah. I thought they were going to do it, bro. They should have won. Arkansas has like Arkansas got game. so lucky, bro. All all this tournament, Arkansas got lucky. They barely beat Colgate, almost got upset in the first round to a 14 seed, and they barely skid by against Texas Tech. Like I don't, I just don't get it. They had such an easy route. Same thing with Houston, though. The two seed. If uh, yeah, oh, you're wait. you're very down on them, Houston. The two yeah, seed. well, but it's, very they've played on only them. double digits. They've only played double digit seeds until now in the Final Four, but. Uh, it's fucking well, bullshit. I think it's probably going to be Baylor and Gonzaga, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I mean, they, so, they were definitely the two best teams in the regular season. So, it, yeah. Well, well probably, I guess, all these uh, round by round, all these religious schools are just getting their luck run out. So, yeah. like, maybe, maybe Baylor is their final four. It's going to be Houston and Gonzaga. Could you imagine that with no Power Five conference teams in the, in the championship game? That would be crazy too. I mean, that it's nice to see just in general, like even though I mean the mid majors going off. Yeah. Well, and I was kind of gonna say just about Texas, how like Baylor and Houston, they're two Texas teams in the final four. 
like that's cool for us but i mean at the same time fuck baylor because we go to tcu so well houston needs to be in the big 12 that just needs to happen no doubt yeah no doubt i was thinking about that today like houston and um ucf need to be added yeah i I don't understand why there there needs to be two more teams houston's one even louisville's been talked about and byu as well those have been some some rumors to come to the big i would take i would take any of them two more just because like two more teams that's what we need i don't care makes no sense we're big 12 with 10 teams big 10 has 14 teams and then the pac-12 has 12 right they're correct yeah and then ah whatever it's dumb (laughs) <laughs> it's the conference shit is all fucked up. They need to realign it. But back to yeah. Oral Roberts, though, in that game against Arkansas, they were up by seven at halftime. So I really thought they were going to pull it out. And also, they held Arkansas to shooting one for nine, which is eleven percent from three point range. That's pretty cracked. Do you yeah. know who? Do you know who Max Admus is? Yeah, he's a. a... Who is he? I'm sorry. I, haven't, I really haven't got a chance to watch any of these games. Well, he Max Admus is the point guard on Oral Roberts. That's right. Okay, that's what I was about to say. I thought he was the guy for Oral Roberts. He's the nation's leading scorer too, right? Dude, he's a dog. Yes, yeah. he's insane. He played every single minute of the NCAA tournament and his conference tournament. Do you think he'll get drafted? I hope so for him because, I mean, bro, I mean, like if you look at it, he played – up to the standards of against like people like Ohio state, he went off for like 30 points that game. So, I mean, if he can play against the competition, he can play. Um, what, well, what year is he? I, I'm Probably. not sure about that. Oh, fuck. Let me look it up. But yeah, I mean, like he could be another, I mean, he could be one of those sleepers uh, out of a small school, you know, yeah. like Steph Curry at Davidson, stuff like that. But I mean, it's not, he only, he didn't only play. State. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't only play like, every minute in the tournament he did it in 17 of their 29 games this year so he's been busting for oral roberts right now i can't believe i said busting yeah, wow. actually it sounds like busting god damn Bus- it busting for oral busting for oral bro you know yeah. you know how it is um he's a sophomore so he'll probably stay just because it's such a small school or i don't know he might yeah. get some draft type around him may get some and draft then, type yeah and then dip that's what happened to Jaw. Jaw was, a, I think he's a sophomore coming out, and they were like, "This kid can ball. Like, we need to draft him." He's like, "Okay, well, fuck where he's at." Yeah, and then, exactly. And he's a beast. Yeah, he got a lot of hype too in the tournament. I remember Jaw. Like every time he had a dunk, it was all over Bleacher Report and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, March Madness. It's going to be a good finish. It looks like it's going to set up for a good championship. I assume it's going to be Gonzaga, Baylor, but we yeah, don't really know yet. All this madness, it's still going to be a one-in-a-one facing off in the fi- in the finals. Yeah, one of my buddies was telling me his best bracket is the one where he just picked the higher seed in every game. And I'm like, I mean, it. I guess that works. Oh, like, on. I mean, it works. They made it to the later right? rounds. Yeah, but I don't know. that It's going to be fun. We'll see what happens in the final four. We're definitely going to be talking about that uh, on our next podcast. And depending, I don't know exactly when the championship game is. I think it's a week after the final four. So we'll have some time in between there to talk about that and kind of give you a preview. We're going to take just a quick little 10 second break. And when we come back, we're going to have our guest on here to talk about some of the NBA trade deadline chaos, because last Thursday was a hell of a day. There was 46 players traded before the deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern. It set an all-time NBA record. And it's one hell of a day. Let's get into it.
All right, what's going on, Colton? How are you what's doing? I'm good, man. For those of you that don't know, this is Colton Jacob Bison. You can follow him on Twitter there. You see his handle, at Chief Gains. We already roasted him a little bit for that tag, <laughs> but my man gets gains. You know, it is what it I is. I saw that when he came in before the show, and uh, I was like, man, he hasn't looked at his Twitter in a minute. <laughs> it is it what it is, but... <laughs> But Colton here is, I know, one of the biggest NBA fans I know, and he's been following this trade deadline definitely more than me and you have. But it's been a crazy day. A lot of big-name players have been on the move, like Oladipo, Gordon, Vucevic. Like, there's, I don't even know where to start, really. Let's start with Orlando and how they're blowing up. Because I do want to point out is that Vucevic got traded first, and you texted me. And then I, he was, you were like, no way. And I responded back, and I was like, well, Gordon's definitely going next. And he said, well, no, because if they trade Gordon, then they'll have nobody. And I was like, yeah, no shit. That's the point of a rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is a rebuild. But like, and Colton, so, what do you think the Magic are trying to do here? Bro, they're just blowing it up. They are. <laughs> they're blowing it up. They're just they're trying to follow OKC's path, trade all their pretty good players. or You could say Vucevic is close to elite, but. They're just trying to blow it up, get draft picks, and hope for the future. I mean, they have a couple of good young players. I mean, yes, they have it, uh, Dwayne Bacon's pretty solid. I mean, Bacon's got Marco a little bit Fultz of height. Marco Fultz, when he comes back, he was looking really good. He looked like he was coming around finally in his career. I'm excited to see him next season. Yeah, I think a lot of people have given up on Fultz, but I think he's still like a decent player, at least as a role player. Like, he's not going to ride the bench or anything. I mean, bro, he was starting. He was putting in work, but yeah, no one, no one watches Orlando. So I mean, that's yeah, probably that's, why everybody sleeps on him. He was playing I, well. I forget that they exist every once in a while. I'm not gonna lie. If you're watching yeah. Florida basketball, you're probably watching the Miami Heat. But Orlando is definitely <laughs> blowing it up right now. Like, I, I think they are definitely going for a full rebuild. I, I don't know what they're gonna do with their draft picks come future. They may still try and get more if they can finagle that, but. I'm excited for Vucevic, actually, because I you said you could consider Vucevic elite. I do consider him elite. I think he's one of the better big men in the league because he's pretty versatile. And I think he's going to thrive in Chicago. Yeah, so yeah. Sh- Chicago hasn't been terrible this year, right? Like, they haven't been, like, they've got something cooking up there. I mean, I think as of now, they're still in the uh, play-in tournament. So they got something going, and now they have a better team getting him and then also getting ties, too. Yeah. Oh, Tice? Oh, I mm-hmm. forgot about that Tice movie. Oh, like yeah. the t- Daniel, Daniel Tice from Boston? Yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, oh, Tice, Tice isn't anything, like, spectacular, but, I mean, he plays his role well. He gets rebounds and everything. He's arguably the best backup center in the league. I can see that, yeah. As long as he's backup, he's a great acquisition. If he's your starting center, it's probably not the best thing you want. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I'm excited to see what Vucevic is going to do in Chicago, but probably the biggest trade or like impact that's going to happen from this trade deadline is Aaron Gordon moving to the Nuggets. Yeah. What do you think about their new lineup? I mean, bro, in his first game, he looked solid. He was seamlessly fitting in. He was looking really nice, making some good cuts. (laughs) He kind of airballed his three that made me laugh. I was watching, but. I mean, I I mean everything he everything he was doing, bro. He looked he looked like he fit in very well. He's in the, a, he's basically a replacement for Jeremy Grant. 
But honest, better, but better, yeah. There were rumors in their offense. I think he'd be better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But there yeah. were rumors that he uh, could have ended up in Boston. Like at one point, the Celtics were the front runner for Gordon, and then all of a sudden, this this news started coming about uh-huh. about the Nuggets rumors. That's what always happens. Boston's always in it, bro. They're always in it until they don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked Gordon at Boston, but I'm I'm not unhappy though. I like the move for both Gordon and the Nuggets. I think it was a good move, but it would have been really interesting to see him at Boston. They could have been an instant title contender. I don't know who that Boston was trading though. Like, I That's saw a good they point. were thinking about giving up Marcus Smart. I was like, I'm. I don't think you give up Marcus Smart. I think you keep him. Yeah, he's like he is everything to that team besides like efficient offense. We'll say that. he's a he's the basketball example of a Gruden grinder yes honestly yeah I mean the Celtics did end up getting somebody though from the magic but it was Evan Fournier (laughs) so not Aaron Gordon who had a bit of a struggle in his debut he went 0 for 10 shooting which is pretty fucking funny but (laughs) I don't want to roast him too hard hey bro he's a solid player I don't think he really is not what they needed but he is a very solid player yeah Yeah. Yeah. Evan Fournier if Fournier was my sixth man, I wouldn't be complaining at all. Yeah, yeah that's a good comparison. Well, other than the Magic, the Brooklyn Nets are also another name that's been big in the headlines recently. You probably know why if you're watching this. Uh, it's <laughs> because they got LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. I just heard Elijah yeah. crack open a beer, so I know we're about to get into a good conversation. It's ranch water. Oh, ranch water. My bad. Ranch water bad. this time. Yeah. But if yeah, you're not on dude, them, get on them. This is the shit. I've I've really liked where the NBA's gone. It seems like it's gotten a little bit more competitive ever since KD went to Golden State and all that shit went down. But this is bullshit. Okay, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. What do you think, Colton? Oh man, everybody's overreacting, bro. Aldridge is thirty-five, and he was averaging fourteen and like four and a half rebounds this year, bro. Blake. Until he got moved to the Nets, everyone was talking about how he's so bad. He's you know, not true. athletic anymore. Dude, he wasn't even shooting 40% in the field. Yeah. I mean, well, he definitely wasn't like, like prime Blake. Blake. No, he wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah no. But you it's know, funny, that's, though. That's my, that's my thing with these buyouts is that, like, everyone talks about how shitty they are when they buy out. But when they sign with their next team for dirt cheap yeah. to a contender, they talk about how, how unfair it is. It's like no, yeah. he got bought out from his last contract, and he signs the vet minimum for to a stand reason. A contender. Yeah, that's he happens for a out. reason. Yes, bro, he got bought out for a reason. I you mean, know. Blake literally like destroyed himself two years ago when he willed the Pistons to the playoffs, and then played through. I believe it was a meniscus yeah, the tear. He had really dude. messed up with his knee. Yeah, the Pistons yeah, the, of all teams, bro. Bro, Clip, Clippers did him dirty. Yeah, so, can, can you explain Clippers to me though? Did him dirty. Can you explain to me, though, why he went a full two years without dunking? Because I didn't even know that was a thing until his first game with the Nets. Well, the only thing I can theorize, I watch a little bit, and Blake's like, if y'all didn't know, Blake's like one of my favorite players in the NBA. I watch a little bit of it, and it's more like he just changed the way he played. And I think it's also because all the injuries he's faced throughout his career, not just on the Pistons, on the Clippers, he was always hurt. Mm -hmm. So... He was doing a lot more posting up, which he got pretty good at. He was taking, if y'all didn't know, he was taking like almost six or seven threes a game. He was playing a lot of like point forward, 
like running pick and rolls with like Drummond when Drummond was there. So basically, yeah, I did he see him doing more ball handling. How, yeah, he just changed how he played. He wasn't necessarily like a role man. Like on the Clippers, bro, literally, he'd maybe bring the ball up sometimes because he's always had always had guard skills. Lob City. But he didn't have CP3. He didn't have CP3 to freaking throw a lob to him off the roll every game. Yeah, exactly. So it's just different personnel using different skill set, a different skill set that he already had, but just didn't use a lot when he was with the Clippers. I saw he he tweeted, um, it was kind of, I don't know the exact tweet he said, but he was like, y'all was mad w- when I was at Detroit or something like that. Because like, like yeah. you said, everybody was so mad at him for being bad and stuff, talking all this shit. And then like, as soon as he goes to Brooklyn, oh my God, it's Blake fucking Griffin. Like, yeah, I mean, what did he, what he drop like 17 or 27 the other day, or what was it? Yeah, he dropped 17 in like 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> damn. So, like, and then everyone was like, Oh, this is unfair. It's like, No, it's just he's in a role and he's surrounded by three other, you know, all stars. So, I was about to say, yeah. it's a much better fit for him personally, yeah. but oh, I don't know. Say, yeah, you can just play off them. So, do you think this move is really like solidifying Brooklyn as Eastern champions? Dude, I don't really think it made that much of a difference, to be honest with you. They were already. I don't either. Yeah, they were. Well, then, yeah, but their other big, it? their young one, Claxton. He's no slouch. Bro, he's good. Claxton. I, I honestly, I'm kind of sad they picked up Aldridge because you got DeAndre Jordan, who's like best friends with Kyrie and KD. That's the reason he even got the contract, and he starts there. Like. Claxton just getting his minutes taken when he was playing good up until the point where they picked up Blake and Aldridge. The few yeah. Nets games that I watched, Claxton's a better player than DJ. Yeah, bro. If anybody gets their minutes cut, DeAndre just like maybe should get in for about five, ten minutes a game. That might be an unpopular opinion because he's been a great player, but he just can't move anymore. And he no, can't okay. shoot. Yeah. He can't shoot. The only thing he can really do is if he's sitting under the rim, he can catch a lob and he can yam that shit. The rim. He can protect the rim when he's in the right position. Yeah. But he's just getting older where he can't get in the position like he should be. Like I watch him play and I'm he's playing drop coverage and he has no chance of getting out there contesting someone on the front. Yeah. I think like in this the playoff, movie- that's gonna be exposed. For sure. And like you said, uh this like the Nets were already the favorites. But I still am really not buying it come playoff time. I think it's going to blow up in some way, fashion, shape, or form. I don't know what's going to happen. But once Kyrie, KD, and James Harden are all in playoff mode and they all have to work together, I don't know if it's going to work out. I was I was against the Nets when they first got Harden. I was like, there's no way. But like after the time has gone by, um, I'm I'm fully on board the Nets train. I, I hate to say it. I hate to go back on what I said in my reaction. My first reaction, yeah. I was like, I don't even think they won't make it out of the East. But now, like, they won't. It's wor- It's worked too well. You know why they're not going to make it out of the Who's East? Who's beating them? The Heat? Is that what the Miami <laughs> Heat, baby. They're coming out of the East. They're going back to the finals for another year. It's happening, bro. Uh, Victor Oladipo hey. was the missing piece. We got rid of Kelly Olenek. We didn't fucking need him. Yeah, he sucks. Um, anyways, well, well, okay, if you want to talk about that, let's talk about the matchups. Then. Let's yeah. talk about the matchups from the Nets and the Heat. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we so, got – point guard. Let's go – let's talk about the matchups last year when we beat the Bucks 4-1 to one in the playoffs. 
Are you still yeah, talking about that? Do stop, yes. All you gotta do is stop Giannis, and you win. I mean, that's obvious. Well, Chris Middleton, bro. They had Bledsoe. Like Middleton played good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it's what a I'm good saying. team. If you stop. All you gotta do is stop Giannis, and you win. Okay. okay well, we did, did that. Yeah, we did thoroughly. that. Very thoroughly. Very thoroughly. I was very impressed. Well, I don't even know like where the seeding and stuff is going to line up, so they may not even meet in yeah. the Eastern Conference Finals. So it yeah. just depends. What's this? What's yeah, this about sure. a play-in tournament? Like, what's going? What's going to go down with that? Okay, so basically, how it works is the seventh and eighth seed are going to play a game. Whoever wins is officially in the playoffs, and then the nine and ten seed play again. Yeah, play a game. Whoever wins that plays the eight seed to get into the playoffs, or oh, whoever shit. wins out of seven and eight. Yeah, I, didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. I keep up with the NBA a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so basically 6 through yeah, 10 has a, sh- a shot to get in, but if you're the 7th or 8th seed, you get an extra game if you possibly lose the first one. Yeah. To get in. Okay, so it's, it's kind of like the MLB wild card, how they do the wild card game. Yeah, with the one pretty game much. The- yeah, okay. Very similar. Very similar to that. Well, yeah, back to this Oladipo deal. I want to talk about this one a little bit just because this is probably another one of those big name, like super impactful moves that's going to yep. really affect the whole league, like Aaron Gordon to uh, to the Nuggets. So I'm super excited because I'm a Heat fan, as you can probably tell by this. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think this really does give us a shot in the East. Of course, I'm biased, though. So what do you guys think about the Heat now? Dude, I mean, there is nothing. <laughs> They're what? I said they risked nothing and they got a potential all-star player. Literally, yeah, they I, lost Avery Bradley what? and Kelly Olenek. Like, yeah, Avery Bradley, solid role player. Great defender. Great defender. Yeah. Olenek, I mean, Fuck why Olenek. would you not give him up? Yeah. Why why, yeah. Not, to be honest. Avery, Avery Bradley's peak was like three teams ago when he was in Boston. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. not – that's not a huge loss. And Oladipo, I mean, like, well, if he plays like he played when he's a Rocket, then, like, yikes. Or a but, Pacer. Okay, 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 yeah. I thought you were like, I mean, But if he plays like a Pacer, like Pacer Oladipo, then, like, then that's a really good addition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even this year, people were talking about he's not at his current level. I mean, he was just less aggressive. But that's also because they got Brogdon, who he was taking more of the ball-handling responsibilities. And then Sabonis came into his own. Sabonis is an all-star. Sabonis is he was beast. Still, yeah, he was still playing pretty efficient this year coming back off his injury. Definitely better than the year before when he was coming off of it. So. Yeah, I think I'm people give him a little hate. And on the Rockets, he was just chucking, bro. He was just throwing up shots. That's what it seemed because like. He knew he, he knew he could. Yeah, it seemed like he was like already – he was in his mind. He was leaving. He was not staying at Houston. Yeah. yeah did, he, a, did he turn down a contract extension? Or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. With the Rockets. Yeah. And if, if the Rockets didn't trade him, they were going to lose him for nothing uh, once the season was over. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the Rockets did what they could. They got, I mean, they got Avery Bradley, Kelly Olnick, but they lost all the depot. So. I mean, I'm going to put this into perspective for all. The Rockets literally got nothing for James Harden besides some draft picks. Yeah. Like, literally nothing. They didn't dude. even didn't keep Oladipo. For some reason, didn't try to get Karis LeVert or Jared Allen, who yeah. were the best two young players in that entire trade scenario, and including when they just traded Oladipo. They, I think they got like four first-round picks from Brooklyn, 
And if Brooklyn keeps them, like keeps Kyrie and James and KD stays, those picks aren't going to be anything. But yeah, they literally they don't need them with those three. They literally like, there's really gave no James reason Harden for away, that. Bro. They literally yeah. gave him away. Well, but but what else could they have done though to like salvage that? You know, because I mean, James Harden was bro. leaving. He had it in his mind. He was being a little bitch if, in a fat suit. Okay, if the rumor was true that came out, or the report was true that came out, that they could have got Ben Simmons and Matisse Steibel, why would you not take that deal? Yeah, definitely. Ben Just Simmons has so, he's young with too. Daryl Morey. You didn't want to trade with Daryl Morey, your former GM? Probably. From what, I've heard, the, come up with. from what I've heard, the Houston owner is kind of a shithead, so... Um, pretty much everything. the same reason. Pretty much the same reason why the Texans are fucked right now. It's just bad ownership. I was about to say everything <laughs> in Houston is just terrible ownership. God damn, terrible, freaking Houston, awful. Place. I would hate to be a Houston sports fan. Well, I, yeah. Well, I would hate to live in Houston in general. So, yeah, besides yeah. the Astros, Astros are always good, uh, except for you know whole trash the, can banging. Yeah, the part that they cheated. Yeah, hey, last year. <laughs> bitches <laughs> pussies sorry i was, don't know what that was but it fucked the astros for that but i remember you I telling me here. before we started recording you were uh you were mad at the mavericks for not pursuing oladipo <sighs> yeah man i definitely was a little upset about that especially since the heat gave up arguably nothing nothing really meaningful yeah. The only the only reason I give them some slack is because there's a bunch of reports already that Oladipo wanted to sign with the Heat in offseason. I I had heard rumors too. There had been rumors even before uh, this, like even before yeah. this trade deadline of before Oladipo to the Heat. Yeah, like before even two years off- ago. Yeah, about to say especially last offseason when he was talking about he didn't want to be there, and then he took a statement back. But there's a bunch of there's a bunch of talk that he wanted to go to the Heat. So. Yeah. I- and I mean, you know, Pat Riley, Dwayne Wade, some of the best recruiters in the NBA, got mm-hmm. their way. I love and Pat Jimmy, Riley. That man is a genius. Jimmy definitely won another dog with him. So yeah. And then the last big name move that I want to talk about. This happened after trade deadline, but Andre Drummond to the Lakers. I mm. really, really like this move because I mean, you got to do something. The Nets just signed Aldridge and Griffin. <laughs> you know, you have to be the super team of the yeah. West now. So I think Drummond is a perfect fit because if AD is going to continue to stay injured, then Drummond can really step in and grab rebounds. He's one of the best rebounders all time. Like there's no questions yeah. about that. So definitely up there. yeah, I, I really like him to come in. He may not put up 20 points a game, but he doesn't need to. Yeah. I want to point out like how stupid the Cavs look for sitting him so they could trade him and so he could be healthy <laughs> and then just not finding a trade partner and then just releasing him. Like, they look they look fucking stupid yeah like if you want to look out you don't know how to run a basketball team then do some shit like that i mean hey at least they have jared allen and sex land they're good now they'll be fine they got a couple good young players but i mean shit they're not gonna take them to the playoffs i don't think yeah it's just crazy how undervalued drummond is just because his shot selection bro what do you if mean by he, that i mean dude if he could Actually, just shoot over fifty percent because he's giant. He's a giant center who's very athletic, but he doesn't even shoot fifty percent from the field. That's if true. You really, just, if he can just do that, he'd probably have a lot more value. Yeah, I mean, as a big man, you really need to be putting away those layups, dunks, stacking up your field goal percentage with those. Yeah, and when you're, he's just inefficient, bro. But he's 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 arguably the best rebound in the league. 
and he's good at finishing. He just takes bad shots. Yeah. Well, so, now mean, with Drummond on the Lakers, though, do you think they have a clear path to the finals? I, I yeah, I think they did before that too. I mean, I, I, I really don't know who would contest. As long as they can reel in his shot selection and make him do what he is best at, is like rolling to the rim for finishes and lobs and rebounding and somewhat protecting the paint. They're gonna be they're gonna be better off for it. There's no doubt about that. And oh, they already yeah. revamped their team this offseason and made themselves better than they were when they won the championship last year. Yeah, exactly. It's true. They got Schroeder and all that. And uh, Schroeder's just good. thinking about it too. Uh, a Lakers Nets, a Kyrie Lebron versus Lebron finals. Too high. How, and KD, bro. Oh that's God. must watch that, TV. Bro. That is must watch it. TV. So many all stars on the I screen at it. one time, bro. Jesus Christ. I fucking want People it, like bro. to hate on super teams, but when they go, well, you could get LeBron versus Kyrie okay. versus KD versus that, and then you go, oh, fuck. Okay. I think yeah, people hate on game. super teams at least as long as there is not another one to like go against them. But now we have two legit, two best teams in the league at least talent wise. Like it has to be them. When you look yeah. at the talent on the rosters and how they play, I think I think the Lakers roster is better constructed for like an all around fit. But like just talent wise, the Nets is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though Aldridge and Blake are out of their prime, you still have three arguably top ten players in their prime on the net, and arguably the three best scorers in the league. Well, KD's definitely one of them. James Harden's mm-hmm. definitely one of them. I don't know if I'd Kyrie, put Kyrie. Dude, Kyrie's Kyrie, right there. Though. No, he's a good scorer. He is right. The top there. three. I don't know. Well, the thing I mean, about dude, Kyrie is he's he not is, a playmaker. I mean, okay. He's not, as much, he's not he, as much of a playmaker as he should be for the type he's for the below, caliber player that he is. He's slightly below where you'd expect him to be at, but his ridiculous scoring and efficiency, I think, kind of puts that where yeah. it doesn't really matter as much. And He'll throw I don't up know shots that just. Yeah, no, I agree. He throws up shots. And you're like, how the hell did that go in? Yeah. Honestly, he's he's kind of like a small Kobe. I hate making that comparison, but like. He he is like Kobe was regarded as like the best tough shot maker ever. Kyrie is like arguably the best tough shot maker in the NBA right now. Yeah, I will say he makes a lot of like crazy ass finishes under the rim where he like scoops it around. Like, it's yeah. just like how does he do it kind of thing? Yeah, I, I mean, I if you even look at if you look at and, the best shot in his career against Curry, bro, he almost got blocked sidestepping to his right from three and hit it. Like it was nothing, and he like he was literally like hand to hand. Yeah, amazing yeah. defense. That was a and hard he, shot. He does it from the entire floor too, like from the from the three point line, from mid range, right and up. you know finishing at the rim. Like he does it on every single level when it comes to scoring. So yeah, for sure. I mean, he's yeah, he's, yeah. he's an all star for a reason. Yeah. yeah, he's an all star for a reason. Dude, so I mean, other I than go ahead, and finish Colton. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if y'all remember what LeBron said like years ago when he first started playing with Kyrie. LeBron thought he should be MVP of the league one day. He's like, that's the potential he thought he had back then. I mean, he you never know, dude. He could. He's good enough to pop off like that. It's just whether or not he can do it for a season, like an entire and season. Or, or if he also, cares enough to do it. That's how I'm about <laughs> to say. There's also that aspect of like how much he really cares about what he's doing in NBA as much. That so, yeah, he may just disappear again <laughs> and go on his flat not. earth tangents and well, stuff. He's gonna do it in the finals. 
Yeah, honestly, just doesn't show <laughs> up to practice. Finals, bro. That would be he's the most scary thing. Yeah, he's like the only do. the only reason I I played so hard to get this team to the finals is so I could have a platform to spread my message, like some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't and know. then I KD carries into the chip. Nah, yeah. nah. I got Crazy LeBron getting the chip. I got I LeBron take, again. Yeah, I would take Lakers over Nets. And I'm taking Lakers. LeBron isn't losing again, dude. He's in. He's he's in another level right now. After that last championship, I'm like, all right, LeBron. If he goes to the finals again, he's just he's not losing. But I'll tell you this: if AD plays anywhere close to the way he's played this regular season, Lakers don't even make the finals. Yeah, really. If he, bro, if he plays like know. he has been this season before he got injured, they are not making the finals. The Nuggets or the Clippers will beat them, or the, we'll even see. the Jazz. Even the Jazz. Oh, the Jazz. Jazz, yeah, jazz have been playing really jazz. well. Yeah, I don't. I, they didn't even think about that. They've been playing yeah, they're, phenomenally. They're best record in the league. Number one seed right now. Yeah. 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 Well, other than NBA trade deadline, there was another big exciting event in the sporting world. If you're a fan of MMA, you probably watched UFC 260 because it was one of the biggest fights in a while. We had the greatest heavyweight of all time. If you disagree with me, you're wrong. It's Stipe Miocic. Versus the future greatest heavyweight of all time, Francis Ngannou. I know Colton's rolling his eyes, but I'm a big Ngannou fan. And yeah, let's talk about this. It was a good fight card, a lot of great fights. But I want to talk about the main event first, Ngannou and Stipe. What did you see in that, Colton? I don't want to talk about it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a French hater, bro. Crazy story. When they were talking about that... He got like captured seven times on his journey from uh yeah it was a Cameroon pretty sure he's from Cameroon. Cameroon Cameroon yeah yeah it was crazy I was hearing that I was like man he somehow made it he made it all the way here and now he's fast man on the planet it was insane but in the fight I did not see that happening not like that at least yeah I but, I didn't expect it either I thought Francis would win but not like that God damn. That was that was the single-handedly most impressive fight I've ever seen anyone fight ever. Like he he dominated from every single point of attack. Like I had to go and rewatch it because and every time because you know they do they a lot of their hand movements yeah. that they make every time like Stipe would try to go for a move, Francis would counter it before um like Stipe could even make the move, and so he yeah. would stop. And the one takedown Stipe tried to have. Francis countered that with any, you know, put him that on the ground. Beautiful himself. defense. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. defense. So not only, I mean, from offense and defensive perspective, he was flawless. And then, I mean, just hit after hit. I mean, he put on a fucking clinic, dude. Like, I got yeah. chills watching it. I got chills. It was so like, high, that's bro. how fucking good it was. Okay. I'll say this. I disagree with the statement. It's the best, like, most dominant fight I've ever seen. A lot of fights come to my mind. I think that's up there. I mean, you got. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into all the all the fights, but like one recently, Izzy versus Paul Costa. That yeah, made him look like he shouldn't have been in there. Uh, Tom yeah. Woodley versus Darren Till. I mean, there's a lot. I've watched. I mean, I've watched UFC since I was like probably 10 or 11 years old. The so Izzy I've fight. I've seen a lot. The Izzy fight was more of just uh, Acosta using his weight. Dude, honestly, Costa was, was just scared, bro. Costa was Costa scared was the whole scared. time. He did not want to touch him, bro. He was talking Izzy all just, that shit before the fight, too, dude. and Izzy wrecked him. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was sad. And then Izzy got big bodied by Yon. Damn, yeah, Yon, that's tough, what though. I meant to say. That's what I meant to okay, say. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yon just uses weight. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Yon kept up with the speed. That was impressive. I was not yeah. expecting that whatsoever. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get back. Let's get back to 260. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get you off topic on that. But it was amazing, bro. I did not expect him to be able to defend the takedown that well. It obviously helped that he outweighs him by 30 pounds. But that didn't matter last fight when they fought three years, two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. When Tipe absolutely, yeah, absolutely dogged him. Dogged the entire fight. Caught a couple and actually ate some of his punches that uh, cleanly connected, but he couldn't last. Or that was last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, dude. Yeah, just caught him. I, I saw some like, stuff. Wow. Uh, Dana White was talking about apparently because Fra- Francis and Ganu's punch power is like the strongest recorded of any man alive right now, and yeah, yeah. So he was saying that like a punch from Francis and Ganu to the face is equivalent from getting hit by like a Ford Escape on the highway, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how does how do you even bring that correlation together? And why a Ford Escape? It's I a guess car. it's. Uh... I'm about to say, it's just PSI. So it's like, oh. basically, it'd be like a little, if you could just take out a little section of that car going on the highway, that would be his fist hitting you in the face. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, dude, but fuck yeah, that, it's, bro. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, dude. You know, obviously, y'all probably know who Anthony Joshua is. Yes. Yeah. Boxing heavyweight champ. Yeah. One of, one of, one of the boxing heavyweight champs, however that works. It's really weird still. And you just call him the champ. He's the champ. Like, yeah, he's a champ. A champ. He's a champ. Yeah, a champ. Yeah. So, he. I think his punching power is PSI was like two hundred PSI less than Ngannou's. God damn. That was the second closest. It was a. Uh, I think that's uh, ESPN Sports Science that did that. Yeah, they did like a whole breakdown on Ngannou. I saw a little bit insane. on that. Insane, dude. Yeah, he he really is a freak of nature. He's like probably you listen to him on the microphone. And he's like the nicest guy ever. He's so soft spoken. But yeah. then you look at him, and he's this big ass, like I'm gonna fuck you up, kind of like, he looks like I don't know. Out of the movie, yeah. Dude, after oh, after, after Stipe humbled him the first time, let's not let's not forget that. Okay, he did. He did. Yeah. Be- but before got better, time, bro. And was trying to act like he was scared of him, and Stipe dogged him. He became humble. Like I, he started out humble, then he knocked everyone out. Like it was yeah. nothing his first run through when he was going to the title and he got cocky. Thanks. Well, then he lost to Derek Lewis, didn't he, right? Yeah, because Stipe destroyed his mental state and they threw like <laughs> – I think they threw like 30 strikes the entire three rounds. It was crazy. No, oh, it's lame. Didn't even engage, bro. It was wild. Dude, but so, so now – How do you count that as a loss? Where – how does this shake up like the pound for pound rankings? Like, where do you think Ngannou and Stipe rank now? I mean, shoot, that depends where it was before. I think since Khabib is officially a t- retired, he was number one. Obviously, John Jones probably still has to be number one if he still counts in that since he hasn't fought in a while. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a filthy cheater, we'll skip past that part, though. Uh, I mean, number two, you would have said Izzy until he lost to Jan. Kamaru. Kamaru responds up there. Kamaru has, has to be number two, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think so too right now. Unless I'm just forgetting someone, Kamaru has to be number two. I mean, 
Who's at 145? 145, you have Volkanovski. Volkanovski's not top Didn't even win. Yeah, that was uh, bullshit, that decision. Oh, just a quick tangent. Back to, like, the most dominant performances. Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater was arguably the most dominant performance I've ever seen. I remember watching that one. Yeah, that was – yeah, dude, Max, Max Holloway was on a fucking mission, insane. bro. Yeah, that I wrote it. I wrote an article on our website for that, dude, because it was titled yeah. Max Holloway is a man amongst boys because, bro, he put on a yeah. fucking clinic. And he was the clip, bro. You remember? I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Dude. And then I he was jabbed. It was insane, bro. I was getting too hyped. Dude, yeah. Because, I mean, you got to love Max. Like, how can you not love Max? But yeah, I would also be tough. excited to see um, John Jones come back to fight Francis. That would be interesting because I want Francis to absolutely fucking demolish John Jones. I hate Johnny Bones, man. Honestly, I love I'd love to see a close fight but Francis and the KO and him. I'd like it to I'd like it to go a little longer than him and Stipe did his last fight. That was quick. It was it's so weird. It lasted two rounds, but it did not seem that long. Mm-mm. It was sad. Like Stipe looked like he was not ready. It was weird to see that. Yeah, especially for Stipe. Yeah, there's times out there where he just like everything he tried, it just it just wasn't working. He was he just was so thrown off by that. I mean, dude, he was throwing leg kicks like very timidly, like super lean back, barely yeah. missing his legs, and like losing his balance after he missed. It was it was hard to see. To be honest I, with you, it's just because he got also rocks. He might yeah. be done. I so, think I he's done yet. Yeah. I'm not saying that. He probably has a fight or two left, but I wouldn't be upset with him if he just wanted to call it a career. Yeah, I mean, he's already has a legendary career. Like, he's already considered yeah. the greatest heavyweight. But other yeah. than the, the Francis fight, of course, that was the biggest one on the card. My personal favorite or one of my favorite yeah. fighters is uh, Sean O'Malley, baby. The Sugar Show goes on. Sugar Sean, baby. Did you did you see uh, him on the Pat McAfee show talking about in the first round when he knocked him down with his left hand? He went, he let him get back up because he has merch coming out with another knockout with the right hand. No, so he let him get God. up and he made sure. Swear to no, God, swear to God, he's full of shit, bro. I don't believe dude, that, dude. That's I don't believe that's what he said. And if then, any fighters so gonna be on that, it's O'Malley. Okay. Only reason I think that's total bullshit. It's because during the post-fight interview, he didn't mention that one time. Fair. Only okay. reason okay. I don't believe it. I don't but know. Hey, said on Pat hey bro. I love Sean. Play that card, bro. Sell your merch. I'm all for it. It was fantastic. Almeida, who's an amazing fighter, if nobody knows who he is, because he's not like a giant name, he's been a great fighter for a while. Mm-hmm. The, dude only, the dude was 22-4 and four through his, out of his career. He was he was in title contention a few times. He's a great fighter. Sean looked like he made him look like he didn't belong. Dude, because Sean is just like I've never seen a fighter in any boxing or MMA. Like I've never seen anybody so fluid with their emotions. Like he yeah. is literally like just a little wiggling jello. I don't know what the fuck it is, but he he's just whoop, 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 like and then like as soon as he moves, pop. Yeah, it's crazy. Constantly switching, throwing all types of flowing strikes, spinning strikes. Doesn't matter. Faints. That's one thing that's so underutilized in all of MMA is faints, bro. Literally the only people I ever see actually use them properly is like Connor before he started doing all the boxing, to be honest, because now he fights like a freaking boxer and it's 
not what got him to the top. Connor yeah. used to, Izzy does, and Sean does. Yeah. I'd say Wonder Boy. I haven't seen Wonder Boy fight in a while, but Wonder Boy does too. Basically, all the like the best kickboxers, the elite kickboxers. Yeah. But Sean is just throwing in fluid feints into actual strikes. It's just it's crazy, bro. I yeah, can't wait posted, to see him get to the top. Yeah, I want to see him in like a title fight or something because he posted on uh, on TikTok. Because right now, for those that don't know, he has a 13-1 and record after this fight against Thomas Almeida. But there's a big controversy because, you know, a lot of his fans, including myself, don't count that loss because yeah, so- it was bullshit. What's up with I that? Because I saw him. He said that same shit on the Pat McAfee show. He's like, oh, 13. Because he said 13 and 1. He goes, oh, I'm 13 and 0. So, like, what, yeah. what happened with that? Because I only got in UFC for the past year since the pandemic. Okay. So, basically, what happened during the fight uh, against uh, Vera, I forget his first name. I know he was my Cheeto. Marlon. Yeah, Marlon Vera. So, basically, what happened, I think Vera maybe threw like two low calf kicks. And Vera claims that his low calf kicks is basically what did in his foot. But Sean, like, tripped. He, like, tripped and rolled over his foot during the fight and then fell on the ground and eventually got finished. Yeah. Uh, like he, he literally got, like, so, badly yeah. hurt, like, just, like, walking, basically. Yeah, he basically – he sprained his ankle pretty good. I don't even okay. know if he sprained it because he was doing stuff right after the fight. I think just during the moment he tripped, ended up on the ground and got finished because the ref thought he was hurt. I mean, he was hurt. Like, there was definitely something up with his leg. Uh, I, yeah, I know. But I think they're – I was just like, bro, you might as well let him try. Yeah, like, why not? Yeah, let him try. If he, starts getting, if he starts getting his ass beat on the ground, then, yeah, he obviously doesn't have a chance. He's getting his ass beat on the ground and his, his ankle fucked up. Yeah. But yeah, that's why they don't count it. Vera keeps saying, like, it's because of my calf kicks, blah, blah, blah. Like, actually, like, gave him foot drop. I don't know if that's true or not because it really didn't even look like he landed anything really significant for that. But those calf kicks are wild. Yeah. Those calf kicks, you catch him right one time, hit him right in the perennial nerve, and their foot, you can't move it. Yeah. I've you can move your leg, like but a, you can't move your foot. I've seen a, a calf kick before. I think it was Anderson Silva where he kicked like somebody's shin and his foot just like <laughs> broke like and wrapped oh, around yeah. it. That's yeah. a little different, but yeah. I know like, it's that viral. That's from a check. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's from a check. So when you stick your knee out and your shin out, basically that's how you defend a leg kick is you check it. So you turn your knee and your uh, your shin out against their kick, and his shin basically hit Chris Weidman's knee and it shattered his bone. It was Honestly, the nastiest thing I've ever seen live in the UFC or in any type of MMA fight. It was crazy, yeah. Disgusting. Well, other than Sugar Show, Sean O'Malley, the last big fight on the main card was Tyrone Woodley against Luque. How do you say his name? I forget how to say uh, his name. It's uh, Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque. There we go. I knew I got the Luque part right. But yeah, Tyrone Woodley has a four-fight losing streak after being the welterweight champion for quite some time. I don't really think he's – yeah, I was going to say I don't think he's done, but he might be done. I'm, I generally might – I generally think he might be done. As much as it pains me to say it, he – I don't know. The thing is, he is on a four-fight losing streak. But those previous three losses, he looked like he didn't want to be in there and all he was relying on, which I'm not going to lie. Previously in his career, he had a lot of success 
back up against the cage, letting someone come after him and try to counter, sprint at him, catch him with right hand, drop him, finish him. Yeah. This fight was different. He put on the pressure. He cracked him very early in the fight. He cracked Luke early in the fight. But he didn't think about that. Luke has a freaking chin on him. If he's if you've never seen his iron chin, fight, yeah. But that dude has a chin. Cracked him. Luke ate it. It was kind of rocked, but then gave it back to him. Yeah, and I I thought Woodley, Woodley was just done. Yeah, I thought Woodley after like that first minute or two, he came out strong. I thought he was gonna win in the first round, even. But that is the best he has looked since he lost his title. Yeah, but I so that's yeah. what makes me wonder if he may come back because I mean Luke's a tough opponent, you know, like yeah. he, he's a good fighter, but I wonder if he's gonna come back. Uh, and maybe look like he did in the first few minutes of the first round again. Yeah, I, to be honest, I want him to come back. If he can fight like that every fight, just reel it in a little bit if he doesn't have him all the way hurt. I mean, he can definitely still beat almost anyone in that division. If he fight like that, I think he could beat Kamaru. He could. <sighs> That's tough. That's tough. No, I really don't know. Kamaru don't have power like Lucas. Kamara he doesn't, doesn't but he has kick. control. He has so much control. Kamara's like, scary, dude. He's dude. He's just so he's, in control of everything. I'll say plus this. now, plus now they have the three kings, where it's uh the three African-born uh, belt holders yeah. with Izzy, Kamaru, and Nganu. They're not gonna. They're none of those guys are gonna be the ones to let that down. Yeah, it's pretty sick to see though. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I mean, I'll, I'll say this: those are the three weakest divisions. So they probably won't let it go. It, it is though because opinion. they. It, no, you're right though because they literally dominate them. Like there's no, like there's really those are probably out of all the divisions those champions are set the farthest apart from any of the ranking contenders behind them. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll say this though, Whitaker needs another shot at Augustana. I want to see that too. I want to because I mean Whitaker got some bombs on him like. Izzy looked hurt. He hit there. him a couple times, but I'll say this. Izzy, it, it's just the way Izzy finished him. Looked like he didn't deserve a rematch. But Whitaker's uh, won two fights in a row, either two or three, and he has dominated those the people he's fought. Yeah. He fought a Cannoneer, and Cannoneer did not look right against him. Like, he, like, took him out. And then I want to say he either fought Till. I think Whitaker fought Till until he beat Till as well. Yeah, he did I fight mean, till recently or semi recently. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that was around a year ago or something. And what it could look great. He's looked great since he lost to him. So I don't know. I'd like to see that again. Yeah, there's a lot of uh one of the things I'm kind of disappointed in seeing is I've seen some hype about McGregor Poirier three. I don't That's want it. Happen, bro. I know happen. it's gonna happen. I'd rather see McGregor on commercials at this point. Really? On Are commercials? I'd rather see oh. McGregor just doing commercials at this point, dude. The, his last couple fights, I just—he's just more of an entertainer than anything else. He let me down so bad. His last okay. fight. Okay, I'll say this, but don't disrespect McGregor. He—he—I do not like him personally. I, I love him. All I hate all his answers. Okay, I like his personality, but I hate all the shit that he has done and said. If that makes sense. I don't know if that actually makes sense. I, but, I get what you mean, kind of. I mean, honestly, bro, just the bus shit could be hurting other fighters that had nothing to do with what he wanted to accomplish. Punching punching an old man in a bar, like, <laughs> kind of a piece of shit for doing that. Yeah, I remember that. 
But uh, times. I'll say this. That's what I was talking about earlier with Connor with the Saints and like what got him to the top with kickboxing. Dude, when he started, when he came back and did all that boxing training, now he fights like a damn boxer. That's not what got him to where he was. Yeah. He ha- that's he's true. always had a great hand. He's always been a great counterfighter. But a lot of times he was great at pressuring people, throwing teeps, throwing sidekicks. Like he had very good kickboxing and he has not used that since. I mean, he did against Cerrone a little bit, but that was like, what, 40 seconds? <laughs> yeah, like literally like less than a minute. Just the shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. But I'll say this. I understand why Corey wants it, bro. He wants that money. Don't yeah, no it's going to be huge money, money huge paycheck. Everyone in the world knows who Dustin Poirier is after that. For sure. As it should. Man's a savage. Yeah. Well, whatever in happens, my, what were you going to say? Bro, Go I was going to say, in my opinion, it should be him and Gaethje fight for the title. I agree. I would love oh. to see those two. Gaethje's a bad yeah. man. Gaethje's a bad yeah. man, too, bro. Gaethje's a bad, yeah. bad man. Gaethje and him for the title, bro. Yeah, I would love to see that. Whatever happens in the UFC, there's like a lot of good matchups or potential matchups to come because Dana White is definitely one of the best organizers, or he just knows how to put on a show. So yep. hopefully, he's a fucking businessman. He is a businessman. Uh, but it's so funny that so many people hate him. Yeah, I don't get why. I get it. He's a bitch from about from the ground up. up. Yeah, literally out of nothing. He yeah, overtook yeah. boxing, which was, you know, the biggest money, arguably the biggest money maker in America at that time. Yeah, but boxing is damn near irrelevant now because of the UFC. It, yeah. I mean, kind of like it's in the shadow of the literally, UFC for sure. literally besides the top Fury, like, literally Fury besides, like, and Canelo, Joshua. Yeah, yeah, Fury, Joshua, Wilder, Canelo, Canelo yeah. Pacquiao. If he comes back, he's talking about. Mayweather Dude, the is still biggest, there. Honestly, the biggest, May, the biggest draws besides Anthony Joshua it's and fucking Fury Jake fight, Paul. Yeah, it's fucking Jake Paul and Askren, or Jake Paul when he fought Nate Robinson. Oh, I can't wait to see yeah. that shit, bro. Yeah, God, so, I hope Askren takes him out, bro. Me too, man. Out, me too. No, I don't so. think he's going to. I don't think he's going to, but I want to see it. <laughs> I think he will. Oh, I don't so, know. Dude. We'll see what happens. He's been training MMA for like 10 years. You better take this dude out. This dude's been boxing for, I guarantee, like probably That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to. Otherwise, you can never show your face again. Like, yeah. At the same time, he's like, yeah, he doesn't give a shit. We got a couple weeks for that, though. But we are going to – we're going to take another short little break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into the craziness that was the NFL offseason. Well, offseason's still going on, but it has been more crazy, a lot more chaos. People have moved around, more news on Deshaun Watson. So we are going to take just a quick little break, and then when we come back, we'll be getting into the NFL. So first, before we do that, I want to give a big shout-out to Colton for joining us on this episode. He was our first ever guest, and I think it went pretty well. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, And, yeah, just overall, thank you for being here, Colton, and thanks for all the commentary. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You You definitely know your shit. I appreciate it, guys. All right, man. Have a good one. Hopefully, we'll maybe see you on another podcast in the future. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Alrighty. Peace. Alrighty. That went well. That went well. I'm happy with that. That went very well. Yeah, so that was our first guest. Ryan wasn't kidding. He told me he was a 
UFC and basketball freak. He was pulling out shit that I haven't even heard of before, and I keep up with my sports, obviously. So like, yeah, yeah. He, he knows his stuff. Deep no, he knows his shit. Yeah. Um, next week we're looking at a guest. I I don't want to name drop him just yet because he didn't fully commit, and he also <laughs> is like, he's a legit guy. Um, he has his own uh, radio show at the Ticket, and is a editor at a um, golf magazine in the Fort Worth area. Avid so. Golf. So we'll have some golf talk with some masters talk next week. I just don't want to drop his name yet just because, like, he didn't commit f- fully and I didn't ask permission either. So, yeah, so we'll we'll wait. But there's a potential big it's, guest for next week's it's episode. Like a, like a 95%, I would say. Yeah. So, and, of course, because masters starts the day after we're going to be going live next week. It starts on April 8th. So, oh. yeah. So we want him on. <laughs> yeah, we want him on. We yeah. want him on. So we will so, be talking about Masters, and I'm not a big golf guy, but we'll definitely have to figure that out and make some bets. I'm going to make some Masters bets this year, have some fun with that. But before we do anything about next week's show, let's talk about all the craziness in the NFL right now. I fucking love it. Well, I love most of it. I'll say that. I don't love the Deshaun Watson shit. It's yeah, terrible. Let me start off. Um, so I fucked up. I made the wrong take last week. I I uh I got to link this Reddit this Reddit post that I found but it basically the literally the day after we recorded um I saw it and I clicked on it on Reddit and it had everything in summation about all the allegations and I went oh fuck I made the wrong the exact wrong take that I should have and so that's definitely on me there, and the, but the reason why though is like I said just there was some shady stuff about the lawyer and Deshaun's a high character guy but Obviously, I don't know him personally, um, and all the evidence amount against him that they're allegating. Like, I just I it's don't bad. see that being fake. And another thing too that if you're again on the fence, like kind of like I was earlier, because I was like I was like fifty fifty last week, but now I'm like I'm like ninety nine point ninety nine percent sure he did it. You know yeah, it's it like, looks really bad. Everything is stacking up against him. Like even even like the the profiles of the girls that are accusing him, they're not like official masseuses. They're you know s- girls who sometimes do massages. And, like private, and, he hired them yeah, privately and stuff. Yeah, like that. and yeah. he does it that way so they don't know the full boundaries of a massage, and that's predator type behavior. That's so, some shit. What the fuck? So oh fuck, oh my god, Deshaun Watson is fucking awful. I fucked up by defending him last week. Oops. Well, now more information yeah. came out, you know. Now I know. Yeah, it's all I'll good. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It, it is really looking bad for him. And, I mean, right now the NFL is supposedly investigating into it, which I don't know what anything. the – Yeah, I don't know what the league's even going to do. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I'm expecting – Yes, sir. I had to pause. <laughs> had to pause for that little crisp sound right there. But other than that, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, like, they could give him a suspension, but he doesn't even want to play for the Texans anyway. So, we'll see what happens there. I, this yeah, is I don't definitely even... one of the more interesting, like, this is the most TMZ story type story to come out of the NFL in years. Very TMZ. Probably since Ray yeah. Rice. Yeah. <laughs> the L- I mean, that literally was a TMZ story. That I'm pretty was a sure. TMZ story, but a TMZ type story with all yeah. the drama and everything. Like, I get what you mean. Because, again, yeah. like, Deshaun Watson's lawyer and the lawyer representing the accusers are going back and forth like fucking uh, SoundCloud rappers. Like it is ridiculous right now. Yeah, it is. It is, it is pretty is, pesky, petty stuff. It 
well, and I mean, Texas lawyers also do have a, a reputation of being grandiose, and you know, yeah. Uh, I don't know nothing about Tony Busby, big, but I've seen his name a lot in the articles. Big personalities. Like well, he's a fucking character for sure. Interesting. He is the wrong person that should be defending these women, I think. But okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, we'll I don't know who else. I don't know. I don't very. I don't know very many lawyers. So. Yeah, the only lawyer I could probably tell you by name is uh. Well, actually, I don't even know his fucking first name. I was gonna say Kim Kardashian's dad, Rob. <laughs> Rob, wait, or is that the brother? That's the brother. I, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, who cares? I'm not educated. He didn't on my even Kardashian defend lawyer. Knowledge. It was. It was all. It was all. God, what was his name? Fucking hey, the 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 black guy who said, uh, "If it does not fit, you must acquit." I have so no I'm idea. What blanking on it so hard, but anyway, that's enough lawyer talk. Yeah, enough lawyer shit. Yeah, but the, overall, that's the shitty situation going on in the NFL. And then another bullshit topic I want to dive into is the seventeen seventeen game season. What the fuck is this? Like, why? Oh, is that lawyer's name was Jimmy Conkren? But yes, so because it just came back to me. But yes, no, it's fucking stupid. I hate it so much. Like, it ruins everything almost. They're undoubtedly going to add another game to make it an 18 game season because 17 games is dumb that's um, weird like, this why is 17? a this is a health concern not only because guys are making it hard to make it through through a 16 game season plus the playoffs added on top of that anyway um because if you look at college they play 12 games they play 12 games for a fucking reason mm-hmm. and you get hurt and an nfl season takes a large physical toll on your body there's a reason why NFL players get hurt more than any other athlete and they have long-standing repercussions more than any other athlete and adding another game isn't going to fucking help them. No, especially like you talk about the timing for it too. Like right now after a pandemic, like people still question like what is the long-term effects of COVID going to be on athletes? You know, like we don't necessarily know if it could hinder their performance long-term. I don't think it's going to have a massive effect, but it's still just a weird time to do it. I know oh, it's been well, discussed the, for a while. Goodell also said, I think today, that he fully expects fully open stadiums by September. Which I, I maybe by but September that could happen. Well, Rangers, Rangers opening yeah. day, they're going to be at one hundred percent. That's and crazy. Then they're going to scale it back down after opening day, so they're going to have one day of one hundred percent because in Texas we can have one hundred percent openings now, and then they're going to scale it back down to like seventy-five or fifty from going forward, which I don't get. That's kind of weird, yeah. They're just kind of like, I think they want the the full tradition of opening day, and then they're gonna go back to like being more safe. But I don't know. It's I feel like well, it kind of defeats the purpose. Like everybody gather for just this one time, and then we'll stop gathering. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the seventeen game season is it's bullshit, and it pisses me off because it kind of fucks with records too. That Every was single my record. Thought, that was my initial thought, but then I thought about it some more. Because how it kind of fucks. Because that was that's what one of the reasons why I opposed it. But one thing about it is that think about all the most untouchable records. They're still going to be untouchable. It's just one game. Single season rushing records. Eric Dickerson, like Eric Dickerson, two thousand one hundred eight rushing yards. That's not going to get tarnished by this. You know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you might be surprised how much impact one game could have. Like, I don't know. I just I just don't think so. And like, you talk about career records. Because let's talk about the records that actually matters. So quarterback records. For all-time reasonings, 
they don't fucking matter. There's going to be a new guy to break them every generation. Well, now like all of the, all of like the fastest two records, like, Oh, it only took this quarterback two seasons to reach 10,000 yards. Well, it's like, yeah, he had two extra games. So. Yeah. But those, the fastest ones are more trivial. They don't really matter as much. They don't, they're, those aren't the ones that put you into Canton necessarily. You're right. Yeah. You know, the, the career records are what put you into Can- Canton. And um, Jerry Rice Jerry Rice's career records are never going to get fucked with. Um, you know, goddamn what? Emmett Smith's career rushing record is never going to get fucked with. Uh, you know, LT's touchdown, single season touchdown record still isn't going to get fucked with. You know, so like. Well, but I mean, I'm grand- sure I'm sure maybe people thought that before LT set that record and before Jerry Rice set that record. So. With the, the with this new format, it could oh, be when different. you have twenty six touch, rushing touchdowns in one season, I don't an extra game ain't gonna do shit about that, buddy. Yeah, that's pretty cracked. <laughs> that is cracked. LT's LT's rushing record is not gonna get touched. It's, I mean, LT is just a freak of nature, but I mean, all it takes is just another freak of nature to come along in the draft. I don't know. I just I don't see them. One game a year isn't gonna do too much. I but that being said, I still wish that they wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't think they should do it either. It just seems like at this point it's more that they are – it's like kind of a blatant example that the NFL cares more about money than they do the well-being of their players. Like, it, it really is because one game – sure, you can talk about, like, the statistics like we've done, but the real thing is going to be the injuries. Like, how many more injuries will there be? Like, well, what if somebody tears their ACL in that 17th game? Yeah, you know? well, not only just the injuries themselves because um, – the most important injury to look at with that extra 17th game is concussions. That's, sure. the, that's the real number that you want to look at. Cause that's the one that causes the most long-term damage. Yeah. So we'll see Tricky what happens. I mean, I don't know. Well, there, but it's going to happen anyway. There's nothing they can do. About it was it. inevitable. See more money. Hopefully when they add inevitably add the 18th game, they'll add a second bye week I I would like that too. Yeah, I would. I would. I could then get kind of on board with that, dude. It's also like almost a month more of fucking NFL football. Like that's the only good thing. It's hard to pass up. Yeah, it's hard to pass up on (laughs) some extra games. As much more I could get angry about the records and players' health, I am a fan. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to watch some more football. Yeah, like okay. If you if you say so, I I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Um, but. Here's some – this really fucking pissed me off. Dan Snyder now has full ownership of the Washington football team. Oh, Dan yeah, Snyder you. is the worst owner in sports. I think he's worse than Cal McNair of the Houston Texans. I think. That's hard. That's tough um, to do. And that's a they're, – they're in a tight – they're neck and neck. Okay. That's a photo finish for sure. For just being dog shit owners. I fucking hate Dan Snyder. And you can quote me on this. Fuck Dan Snyder. That guy sucks. Here's some of his worst. Let me just give you some of his worst moments. And this is without even me doing a Google. Okay. He, the cheerleader the scandal, the cheerleading scandal. So, you know what happened with this? He basically sex trafficked his, the Washington football team's cheerleaders to season ticket holders. Not only that, when cheerleaders were doing photo shoots, he had um, the cameras still roll and have them changing. So they were naked of their breasts and he had them. He had that video saved and then cut to hard classic rock music playing, and then sent it to some season ticket holders. No, this is this is real shit. This is on record. 
See, I knew stuff with the cheerleaders, but I didn't know like that detail where he sent like a video. Like, yes, damn, it's on the Washington Post. They broke it last year. So that's another reason why I really just hold on. You're not even done yet. There's more, isn't there? There's so much more. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'll give my take after. He he sued a 72 year old woman, season ticket holder, a fan, for canceling her season tickets, and one and one. How? Because I don't. Because he has. I mean, he has so much more money than she does. He can get the best lawyers. Power, money. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. That's how it works out. He fucking drafted Dwayne Haskins. I mean, (laughs) you know, he. What else do you have to say? It's Dwayne Haskins. He was the driving force. Nobody on that team wanted him. Um, The coach at the time, I'm blanking. uh, Jay Gruden didn't want him. The GM didn't want him. I guess. Uh, Dan Snyder wanted him because he wanted somebody to go to the strip club with him. I don't know. Um, and he might commit. Oh, also one more. At his house in Virginia, it's there's a river. I think it's the uh, the Potomac area is what it's called. And there's he had trees removed on federal land, which you're not a private citizen is not supposed to request trees being removed on federal land. Had trees removed on federal land because it messed up his view. What an asshole! Bro. No, he's a fucking dick, and like that's not even counting all the immeasurable fuck ups that he made through front office decision, shoehorning his way in when he shouldn't have, um, turning the Washington football team um, from a once renowned franchise, well respected franchise, into a fucking laughing stock. They won a Super Bowl. I don't know uh, in 1993 or something like that. It's early been a 90s. long. It's been a long time. No, 1992, because 1993 was the boys. Um, And uh, and then has since turned them into dog shit, literal fucking dog shit ever since he came in. He's also just the worst. Oh, and he's lied about season tickets. So he said that there was a waiting line full of 200,000 people uh, for season ticket holders. Well, turns out that was fake. He lied about that to make the team look good. That's annoying. So he lies to the media constantly. Oh, and then also too, I'm just they're just keeping on coming to me. Um, so his quote, shit. his quote, um, you can put this in capital letters. We will never change the name from the Redskins. Well, guess what he did? He fucking changed the name. It was like two years after. It wasn't even that long after he made that. I remember that. It one. It was about yeah. ten years. That was about ten years ago. That was a little really? bit older. I thought it was. Uh, it was I, like I thought two. there was another quote that was recent. But I could yeah, well, you repeat it, yeah, because he repeated it. He's like, "We will yeah. never change it. You can put it in exclamation points, and you can put it in all caps." And then he fucking changed it, dude. But, but, well, but he should have. But no. So go ahead, finally give your take. Fuck Dan Snyder. I hate that guy. Well, Slimy I mean, piece of shit. You basically covered everything I would have said. I mean, I didn't know as much about him as you did, but I agree. Fuck Dan Snyder. Slimy piece of shit. Well said. But he, what he I don't needs understand. To get, um, what? Go ahead. What's his name? The guy from the Clippers that. Um, that was forced to sell the team. I know. Oh, I remember. Wow, blanking on his about. name so hard. Donald, right? Wasn't it Donald, Donald Sterling? Donald Sterling. Donald. He needs yeah. to get Donald Sterling. He needs yeah. to be forced to sell the team because this is fucking blasphemy. It really is. Oh, we have somebody asking, what should the permanent new name of the Washington Football Team be? Honestly, there's been a lot of different options, like rumors per se and stuff. You're uh, saying my- the Warriors. I don't know. I, I would like that. That would make sense, but it is kind of – I agree with you. But my favorite up. that I've seen would be the Washington Red Tails. Um, a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck is a Red Tail? 
but it is uh, like literally it would be a perfect transition from the Redskins, which was racial culture appropriation, everything like that. But then Red Tails is more culture appreciation. Like Red mm-hmm. Tails was represents like the first set of African American airmen to go into, I believe it was the World War One, but I could be wrong about that. I know it was an African American air group. So yeah, the the Washington Red Tails would be sick to see. What about do you have any other names, Elijah? Wasn't that the the Tuskegee Airmen? Isn't that their nickname? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Red Tails. Tuskegee yeah, Airmen, the Tuskegee yeah. in World War Two. Um, I mean, Warriors was one that was tossed around. Um, I think that they should throw it back to the Senators. Um, was was the name with uh, with the Texas Rangers were before they moved to to DFW. So, mm. I mean, there's there's a there's a long list. It's just not the fucking football team. <laughs> So yeah, dumb. exactly. Not the football I, team. W. I every time so I see, every time I see WFT, all I like, my brain for some reason processes WTF. So I'm like, oh, like the Eagles yeah. beat the what the fucks today? Like, yeah, okay, uh, you need it's a mascot. Weird. This, is, this is America. Yeah, you need a mascot, not a football. <laughs> you team. need that's a like, mascot. That's like calling the Mavericks the Dallas basketball team. Like, mm, doesn't work out so I'm not well. Doing that. Yeah. But other than some of the ownership shakeups, the schedule shakeup, just stuff around the league, we have some actual tangible stuff we can analyze. The pro day was here. Our draft has gotten shaken up. This is probably going to be the most exciting NFL draft of our lifetime. I've never seen such an array of fucking talent. Like, this is amazing. I don't know who's going to go where, but I, I want to know who's going to go where. But I want to first let's talk about the draft shakeup. Uh, the 49ers traded up to number three. They gave the Dolphins uh, a third-round pick this year, the number 12 pick, and two first-round picks in the future. The Dolphins then turned right around and turned that number 12 pick, traded that to the Eagles. The Dolphins get the number six pick, while Philadelphia gets the number 12 pick, a fourth-rounder, and a first-rounder next year. So Miami's making some moves, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I think uh, future GMs should take notes on what the Dolphins do and how they built this team. I mean, they went from completely tanking and shipping everyone else they have, and like, and what I like what they do with their picks is that not, they don't just keep them; they also trade those picks, either trade down or trade up, and that's mm-hmm. something that they do. That's what the 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 '90s Cowboys did when they built their team, when they the Herschel Walker trade that built them up when they got like. 15 fucking million first round picks from the Vikings. Yeah. They traded down or traded up for every single pick for players that they wanted. And so that's kind of what the dolphins have been doing in a light way, in a light manner. Cause they have what, uh, four or five first round picks. I mean, you look at the Browns too. They built their thing. That's the how you, did really that's how you well, get yeah. better is you just acquire. Um, it's tough to say. Capital. It's tough to say though, that GM should take note about what the Browns did. Cause yeah, they, they did extremely well the past couple of years, but, but before more, that, Focus more like, on the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, focus more on the Dolphins because before that, the Browns were not doing too hot in the general manager department. Atrociously bad. Yeah, really. It, it took more than one GM with the Browns. With, so that wasn't really a sound plan. It just kind of worked out because they had so much capital. Yeah, but, after so um, long. After so long. Um, but the Dolphins, they're, they're really building the team the right way. I really like what they're doing. Hopefully either they can get – a another quarterback and trade for a veteran or two, it turns out to be the real deal. Cause I really like the dolphins. 
I think my prediction now that they're at number six is um, I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts, the tight end, if he's available. If he's available. Oh, they're, they're taking a playmaker 100%. Yeah, I think because even though they have Mike Gusecki, he's a solid tight end. You can't pass up on Kyle Pitts. This no. is another thing I wanted to get into the pro day a little bit. Um, the quarterbacks definitely dominated pro day. Like they went off. They, every quarterback, big name, had a phenomenal day. They lived up to their expectations, if not exceeded them. But Kyle Pitts, man, he is not fucking human. A okay, so he's Specimen. a yeah, he's six five, two hundred forty five pound dude, right? He ran a four point four four forty yard dash, a ten foot nine inch broad jump, and a thirty three and a half inch vertical. Like, dude, this guy can do some shit on the field, man. I'm excited to see what he does in the league. And a person not only is, that, he has the tape to back it up for sure. Yeah. At Florida, he was a monster. Like every yeah. time they were in the red zone, I was like, "All right, well, here comes the Kyle Trask to Pitts touchdown." Like every yep. time, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him. But uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks a little bit, though, because they definitely dominated pro day. So this is the most after Trevor Lawrence. This is the most interesting quarterback controversy I've ever seen for a draft because there's going to be four quarterbacks going in the top ten. Is what I'd say. Probably for sure, yeah. four. At and least four. Not even that. Yeah. It's going to be four in the top five. Well, because most not likely, really a, there's not really a fifth, a strong fifth that you want to pick in the in the first round. I mean, Kyle Trask is the name that they said that might leak out at the bottom yeah, of the first he, round. I don't think but, he'll go first. No, not really. Um, Mac Jones was that guy who was leaking behind, but he's just he's climbed, climbed up. Climbed. And they're saying yeah. with the 49ers, there's been rumors. Um, that the reason why the 49ers traded up to the number three pick is to draft Mac Jones. I I could totally see that because mm-hmm. I don't think at this point, I don't think Zach Wilson is going to be available. It looks like the Jets like him. I have, uh, there was, I forgot where it was caught, but somebody caught him on camera after the pro day. He was having like a private conversation with the Jets general manager. And you never know. New York could be taking him because at first I thought they were going to ride with Darnold uh, and maybe even take Pene Sewell. But now it looks like they might be leaning towards Zach Wilson. Yeah. No. And then you're right. I forgot about fucking Trey Lance. So there is going to be five quarterbacks in the top 10. Yeah. Trey Lance could, is definitely going. It could even, it's so crazy right now. It could be five in the top five. Like that is no, not top five. Bengals oh, are no, because yeah. the Bengals they're drafting, they're not drafting a quarterback. Yeah, no way. They got Joe Burrow. We got our quarterback of the so future. five in the top ten for sure. Yeah, is I think is what I think is going to end up happening. Um, and then but the Bengals, yeah, they're definitely not taking a quarterback. That's probably the first spot where there isn't going to be a quarterback. It depends on what Atlanta does. Um, if I were Atlanta, I'd probably just trade down at this point. That's what I would um, do too. Acquire more capital, keep running, you know, Matt Ryan. But also at the same time, if you're looking at, if you believe in a Justin Fields or if you believe in a Mac Jones or if you believe in a Trey Lance, then you're already there. Yeah. You know, so go for it. So that's that's the thing. You know, who we knows have, when you're going to get another one. But we have someone here that said if Mac Jones goes before Justin Fields, somebody should be fired. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, um, uh, Dan Orlovsky was trending on Twitter today because of what he said about Justin Fields. What do you say? Because well, I know people well, are a, hyping up Justin Fields after his pro day. There's allegations of like uh, being like the being kind of a racist because he used like the normal like stereotype ways that you'd use to discredit black quarterbacks. 
like you said, like, you know, last guy in first guy out type of guy. And like, didn't have a desire to be a great quarterback and all that bullshit. But like, yeah, I watched it and Orlovsky didn't say that himself. He really just said like, um, he just said like, this is what I've heard. So there might be some, you know, I guess red flags around Justin Fields at this point around the NFL. I don't know. You know, we really don't know. But and also too with the with the pro day and the 40 times that they're these guys are running, they're not running it on an electric, they're running it on a stopwatch. So like I thought, well, I know for sure the the Justin Fields was a or not the Justin Fields, the Kyle Pitts was a like an official time. Okay. Well, the, so. the Justin Fields one was a was a, four, a stopwatch. Four. It was a coach on oh, okay. a stopwatch. Yeah, so he, like, I saw he ran a 4-4, four, four, but uh, he like stumbled too. I read somewhere that could literally be anywhere between a 4-3 and a 4-6 when you're doing it on a stopwatch. Like it's, That's, you, yeah, it is tough. You can't, it's really you can't hard. trust them. Yeah. Well, another thing about the draft too is uh, we talk about, like you said, Atlanta should trade down. I agree. If I was Atlanta, I would trade down right now. But I've seen a lot of mock drafts have Atlanta taking Pene Sewell, which scares me. It would it would make sense for the Falcons, you know, because I mean they don't have the best offensive line. But goddamn, as a Bengals fan, that would be so sad just to see Pene Sewell one pick away from falling to us. And then yeah. he's yeah. But I mean, if if that happens, I actually wouldn't be that mad because Kyle Pitts would be available. Would still so. be there. I see another person saying Trey Lance might fall to the top ten, which I disagree with because if he falls down to eight and Carolina's still picking there, they fucking hate Teddy Bridgewater. That's <laughs> and they true. They want to get do. a new quarterback so bad. So I could see, I could definitely see um, Trey Lance going to eight. I see. I, I don't think he should. Dude, I I see teams, it happening. But what? Go ahead. Team, I, I, well, like I don't believe him because he, he went to NDSU and like don't fucking draft the FCS kid in the first round. But these teams, exactly. they have such big egos when they when they find these big specimens, like they just they talk themselves into it and they they're, they're like, oh, like if I can just get my hands on him, you know, I could turn him into the next Patrick Mahomes, like whatever, just because it's been done before. Like if they see the project with the guy who has the right intangibles and the right, you know. Um, all the numbers that they're looking for, then they'll they'll talk themselves into doing whatever. Yeah. And then we have another comment here. Did you guys see Georgia Tech wide receiver Jalen Camp bench 30 reps of 225 pounds, which is an NFL combine record. I did see that. That was pretty fucking cracked. Uh, I, I had honestly, I'd heard some good stuff of him from college, you know. He did, because I mean, Georgia Tech has never really been an illustrious passing offense, but they put out some good receivers somehow. I don't know why. They put out Calvin Johnson, Demarius Thomas, and I guess Jalen Camp is getting some hype now after the combine and everything. All so we'll around running the triple offense. Yeah, well, they're finally done with it now. They got rid of yeah, their old coach. they got rid yeah. of their old coach. But, I mean, it, it really hasn't gotten much better for them. They went 3-9. and nine, So, hoping for all the Yellow Jackets out there, they do better. But, uh, I don't know. I think their only hope is just rooting for Jalen Camp to get drafted high. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happened see. during Pro Day. It was really just like the, the quarterbacks that dominated the conversation. Had that fucking cracked throw when he was rolling left. That oh, my God. Yes. Up. Yeah. Did you I see it? Did you see it happen? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, because he was like was rolling insane. straight left. Like, as it was just so smooth, too. Like, it was yeah. so natural. It was, I can see why scouts are starting to fall in love with him. Uh, but 
We'll see. I'm so I I just can't stress enough how fucking excited I am for this draft and how it's all gonna yeah. shake down. It's this gonna, be is crazy. gonna be amazing. I yeah, can't wait to really place. Is. I'm gonna play. I've never bet on the NFL draft, but I'm gonna. There's it's gonna be so many props. Like what position this player will be drafted and stuff like that. Fuck. I might have to text the bookie. Dude, I'll get your <laughs> account <laughs> back up. Get, get my account, account back, back live. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you shit. might have to, dude. This might have fun. to. I will be back by football season though, because I'll be living in Austin by myself. So like. Um, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, you know, throw a couple yeah. money on some lines. Yeah, I'll be making big boy money too. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you have a little yeah. bit to spare, you know. Yeah, so it'd be a little bit different. But it's gets the reason why I'm wearing this hat right now. Oh um, boy, opening day is tomorrow, and I feel like Bud of the Elf when he's about to meet Santa Claus right now <laughs> because I'm very excited for opening day, even though like. The Texas Rangers are just gonna be so fucking dog shit. Yeah, it's be... it's really a bummer. Like, there's just no hype. Like, both of like we're both Rangers fans, so there's literally no hype around the team at all. We're gonna be. <laughs> I get to see Joey Gallows smack some fucking dingers, but like that's about and that's it. about it. Yeah, that's we're still all we're is. gonna lose at minimum eighty games, eighty you know, eighty eight games this year. So are they fuck. playing a full? Are they playing a full set schedule? They're playing a full slate. Okay. That'll be fun. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's always fun. That gives you, if there's nothing else on, you can always bet on some MLB over unders Mm -hmm. to finish off the night. Or just watch baseball because baseball is like good. It's good. It's a good napping sport too. A good napping sport. It's a good study sport. That's what I've learned. My grades are are always better when I have baseball on in the background. Take you away from it. If you don't do that, do that now. Start doing that this upcoming baseball season. Throw on some baseball. Study, look up, nice pitch, go back down. Um, yeah, but some, I want to talk about some of the matchups for opening day because it's there's some storylines there in a few of these. Like the first game of the year is going to start out with the Yankees against the Blue Jays. Not much of really a story there. It's just first game of the year. Garrett Cole is going to get the start on the mound. It's going to be good to see one of the best pitchers in the MLB up on the – what's it? what am I looking for? Prime time. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Another big game is going to be the Padres against the Diamondbacks, who I think the Diamondbacks are a sleeper team. They're not phenomenal, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. The Padres definitely have a lot of hype, and you Darvish is making his team debut, which makes me sad, and I'm sure it makes you sad too because I miss when he was on the Rangers, man. He was he was like the light of our team. Yeah, he had – I mean, he was so many times away from a perfect game, but like – it was yeah, time so he had to go. We had to move on because he wasn't going to resign with us because we're just our owners. Our ownership is just so fucking cheap. Yeah, and we have we need if we want the Rangers to be good again, it's probably we're just gonna have to like sell. The, we're gonna have to root for new owners. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. But I tell That's you, be a, uh, while. a matchup. The matchup to watch this weekend, undoubtedly, hundred percent, is going to be Angels versus White Sox. That could be it's a good be, game too, yeah. There's going to be a lot of fireworks in that in that series because, I mean, Shohei Otani is going to be there. He's going to bat and he's going to pitch. Um, That'll be fun. He's going to – He's a know, fun player Mike, to watch. Mike Trout, best player in the fucking league. I mean, it, it, best player of all time probably. Arguably, I mean, yeah. And, already. and it hates me to say this. Like every time I watch a Rangers-Angels game, I get kind of happy because I'm like, oh, I get to watch Mike Trout play and appreciate like how fucking good he is. Well, it is. Um, yeah. It's like every time he's up to the plate, you're just like, Oh shit. Like 
what could what's happen. He gonna like, do? Yeah, what's he going to do? Like, and yeah. it's not even the bombs that he hits. It's just how he approaches an at-bat and how technical he is with it and how he how he takes each pitch at a time and what he does. And it's like, you know, you appreciate his bloopers and what he does at every single at-bat. Like, it's it really is something to you have to watch. I mean, and the White Sox right now, South Side Chicago is going to be fucking popping this year, man. <laughs> Dude, they got, they're, they're going to have some dingers in there. Yeah, I mean, they're going to pick up right where they left off last year. Hopefully, their fucking ancient-ass manager, uh, who's 73 years old, doesn't get in the way. Um, yeah. So, that that is definitely a series to watch this this weekend. I have the White Sox. As, uh, I predicted them to go to the ALCS this year. We, we already gave our, oh, our 100%. season. Yeah, we, we both gave our season predictions a while back uh, whenever spring baseball, like spring training first started. Um, I remember I have in the ALCS, I guess it depends on seeding and everything, what happens, but I have the Yankees and the White Sox in the ALCS because I think they're far and away the best two teams in the AL. And then I have the Padres and the Dodgers in the NLCS. Yeah. So I think I mean, you had the same thing pretty much. Pretty much. That's pretty much how it's going to shake down. We're looking at most likely Yanks Dodgers. They're just two teams. They're for one, they're the the two highest paid teams in baseball. They have both have the highest payrolls and we you know, money works. So Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the um, Dodgers too. The Dodgers are facing off their first opening day game is going to be against the Rockies, which that'll be interesting. That should be a good game to watch one because it's always nice to watch Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Three-time Cy Young winner, one of the best. Uh, but then also, it is going to be really Trevor weird Bauer. to see. Yo, yeah, Trevor Bowers, he's not getting the start. but And it's also going to be interesting, though, to see uh, Colorado without Nolan Arenado. Because he's been there a while, so now he's at St. Louis. I, I don't think the Rockies are going to be near as good. Well, they already weren't that good anyway. They still have one good player, Trevor Story. And honestly, he'll probably get shipped. Yeah, I don't really know much about off. him, but he's a he's a really good shortstop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. tomorrow is opening day. We actually, well, for us, it's tomorrow. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Music, the podcast will probably be uploaded a little bit before opening day starts. So it will be today if you're listening after the live episode. But yeah, it's a full slate of 15 games. Should be good. We definitely went a little bit over our normal time for this episode, but there was just a lot That's to fine. cover. Yeah, a lot to talk about, a lot of craziness with NFL, NBA. And next week, we can talk about the MLB a little bit more once we see how these teams are looking in their first series and stuff like that. And like Elijah mentioned earlier, we are hopefully planning on having a special guest next week to come in and talk about the Masters Golf Tournament, which starts a week and one day from today. So on April 8th. So yeah, I'm it should be good. All weekend. All weekend. Place, <laughs> wasting my money on plus 2,000 odds bets that are never going to hit. But when it does, dude, holy shit. Watching yeah. every hole. I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be electric. nothing better. going to be electric. You have to play golf to appreciate watching golf, though. I will have to say. That's part of the I wanna, reason why I you're not as big into, into it. More. it. Yeah, I want to start maybe to. trying to play you gotta, it. You got to start doing it. It's just yeah. really expensive is the problem. Yeah, well, I would probably just like rent stuff at first and whatnot. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Sorry it was a bit longer than normal. We appreciate you all if you stayed tuned for the entire episode. And yeah, we will see you guys back here, same time, same place, for another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening.